So have you been praying? I hope so. I know Pastor Neil challenged you last week to, to get started again on our 40 days. Today is day eight, uh, right? I'm, on, I'm right on day eight, yes. Yes, I've been having to follow it on Facebook to make sure I had the right day. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited about the Facebook that it's there so I can get the answer. Uh, anyway, I hope you have been praying. If you haven't been, it's not too late to get started. Just pick up. Today is day eight. Uh, I hope that we are all praying as a body because we have been called to a huge mission. Almost 2,000 years ago, Jesus gave us this mission, and now after a great deal of prayer and reflection and discussion, we as a body are beginning to clearly see God's vision for how we're supposed to live that mission here in our, our little section of God's kingdom. The word picture that has become associated with this missional vision for Lake Ridge Baptist Church is that of a lighthouse. Lighthouses are built tall. They're built in prominent places. They are designed to withstand the fiercest of storms, to handle the wind and the waves, to survive the ravages of time. Lighthouses are not some decoration or monument. They are functional. They have a purpose. They stand at the edge of the most dangerous waters and the rockiest shores. They shine light in all directions, good weather and bad, to safely guide ships, to keep them from running aground during the darkest nights and the fiercest storms. For some ships, the lighthouse guides them safely into a nearby harbor where they can stay for many a day. For other ships, the lighthouse guards and protects them as they are on a short portion of a much longer journey. Throughout the 2020 vision process, the team has been drawn over and over again to the Bible's countless references to light, most particularly to Jesus Christ, the true light, which gives life, sorry, which gives light to everyone. And to this astonishing truth that we, are the light of the world. And that we are the ones who are to let our light shine before others so that they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. And so here this church stands at the intersection of three completely different neighborhoods. This is not an accident. We have three neighborhoods just across the streets from us in the various directions. They each have unique needs and challenges and opportunities. And and we are in a community filled with streets named for clipper ships and yard arms and harbors and mariners and skippers and the Mayflower. And we are called to be a lighthouse, to shine the light of God's sun into every dark corner through the worst storms of people's lives to live God's mission and build his kingdom here in eastern Prince William County. In 2020, Lake Ridge Baptist Church is a lighthouse for Christ at the corner of Clipper and Mariner. The members of the community of faith are living the great commandments and fulfilling the great commission as true disciples of our Lord and Savior. Without compromising the truth inherent in God's holy word, we present his grace through our words and deeds. Our worship exalts Him. Our programs edify Him, and our outreach prepares others to meet Him. 
Most of all, our faith is demonstrated through a fervent hunger to see His will done, evidenced through an unrelenting commitment to prayer. This is a God-sized vision to revitalize this church by shining our light throughout our neighborhood, by loving God with passion, devotion, and delight. By loving one another to such a remarkable degree that those who are not yet members of this community of faith have no choice but to take notice. To love our neighbors, all of our neighbors, as we love ourselves. Our love must be practical and sacrificial, and it will help in cooperation with the Holy Spirit to open jaded, cynical, mistrusting, abused hearts and minds to see the love that God has for each and every person. Now, how are we, small as we are, going to accomplish this? Through fervent prayer and the power of God. If this vision, and if you haven't read it, you should get a hold of a copy and read it, but if it isn't making you nervous at least a little bit, you should read it again. Because it should make you nervous. You need to understand, this is real. This is the thing God, we believe, is calling us to do. And once you read it, once you're appropriately nervous, then I hope you too will join us in prayer or continue to pray with us, because this is a God-sized vision to transform our community and ourselves at the same time. We'll live out this vision through three pillars. It's reasonably readable. I might have to work on some contrast if I put this in future weeks. Welcoming in. This leverages and expands the one of our core strengths, the warm community that we have that we call Lake Ridge Baptist Church. But we want to expand that. We want to do that even better. We want to supersize that. This includes our inviting and our welcoming of newcomers into our community of faith, and it celebrates the love that we will be cultivating towards the Lord, towards one another, and towards each of our neighbors. Building up. This is about fostering personal growth in godliness, faith, and discipleship. And here we will transform our historical strengths as a learning community in a way that is organized, that is structured, that is comprehensive and intended to equip every person to truly follow Jesus and serve the kingdom. And reaching out, which expresses our love for our neighbors in the ways that are both practical and spiritual. As our devoted love for Christ overflows in a joyful desire to share the good news of Jesus Christ with other people. Now, we're going to be looking at each of these pillars more closely at some of the specific initiatives we have in mind to make them happen. We're going to unpack that over the next several weeks as we explore the biblical grounding for this vision and also kind of unpack the meaning a bit more to help clarify, make sure we're all on the same page, that we can indeed be, as Jesus prayed for us to be, unified. But the heart of these three pillars, welcoming in, building up, and reaching out, is the very thing that has been the mission of every church for the past 2,000 years, what we call the Great Commission. LRBC will live the Great Commission by welcoming in, building up, and reaching out.
Let's look at the Great Commission this morning. It's found in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Great Commission is the core mission of every faithful, Christ-centered, Bible-believing church for the past 2,000 years. And its central command to make disciples is the thing that has grown Christ's church from a, from a handful of disciples in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago to generation after generation to a point where there are millions and billions of followers around the world and across the centuries. A church must choose whether it will either live the Great Commission and make disciples, or if it won't. And a church that doesn't isn't really a church at all. It's a social club that talks about Jesus. Now, if you read the Great Commission in the original language, you are struck by the way that Christ repeatedly uses the word all. Four times he uses the word all. This is a fact that sometimes gets lost in our various English translations. But it was emphasizing the absolute seriousness and the comprehensive nature of his mission and his command that he has given to the church. We must embrace the four alls of the Great Commission because they explain why it's so very important that we live it as a church and why we can be certain it will succeed. First, all is found in verse 18, where Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Let's consider this. Here, Jesus has newly risen from the dead. He meets his disciples on a mountaintop in Galilee, as he had promised he would. And he has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. He is at that point and continues today to be the king of everything and everyone in creation, whether or not they realize it, whether or not they ever acknowledge it. There is no other king. There, it's not Buddha, it's not Muhammad, it's not Confucius, it is only Jesus. And that's why we must make disciples. All right, let's be very clear on this point. There is only one command in the Great Commission. It is to make disciples. Everything else there is about how you make disciples. And why did Jesus give this command? Because he has all authority in heaven and on earth. And people need to know this, and they need to know him so they can worship him and follow this authority. In a world that's full of souls who don't know God, in a world that is darkened by sin, that's full of confusion and, and fake news and, and violence and suffering, Jesus is the one who can cure problems, who can save souls, who can transform lives. Now, Back in 2010, during the last U.S. Census, there were 3,418 souls living within about a three-quarter mile radius of this church. That number has gone up since then. 3,418. How many of them 
don't know that Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth. I would guarantee you that it is a large number and a growing percentage as our culture itself shifts. And everyone who doesn't know this is destined to an eternity of separation from the one who has all authority, unless something changes. As a church, we cannot stand idly by. We must be part of that something that changes for people. Because Jesus is the light for a dark world. And we are commanded to shine that light right here into every corner, into every pocket of darkness, because Jesus has all authority. And there is no transformation too big for Him. There is no project too daunting for Him. There is no vision too difficult to accomplish for Him. And everything else in the Great Commission flows from this one central truth. This is why verse 19 begins with the word, therefore. The rest of the Great Commission is simply the consequence of Jesus having all authority. Because He has all authority, we have responsibility. Jesus' second all is in verse 19. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. We are to make disciples of all nations with, without preference or discrimination. That's our who, our what, our where. All nations, all tribes, all tongues, from across the streets to the other side of the world. And why? Because Jesus has been given all authority. So as a church, we must demonstrate the love of Jesus and proclaim His good news to people of all nations, all races, all religions, all ethnicities. And we need to do it together. We need to do it as a unified body. We need to recognize this is not the task of the pastors only, the task of the deacons only, the task of the, the reaching out team only. This is all of us. We are all in this together. We each have a role to play to make this vision a reality. To pull this off, we will need prayer warriors and teachers, greeters and givers, mentors and students, servant leaders and servant evangelists. And the question we're going to ask repeatedly is where is your place in this vision? What is the thing God has prepared for you to do? in making this a reality. I want you to be praying earnestly about this in the coming days and weeks and months, uh, because once we adopt this vision, we are very quickly going to, to start asking you, okay, where is your passion? Where is God calling you to get involved in welcoming in, building up, reaching out to others, and making these pillars a reality? Jesus' third all describes how we make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. At the heart of genuine discipleship is following Jesus through the waters of baptism and into a life of increasing obedience to all the things he taught. All the things he commanded. That must be 
the focus and the content of our teaching. And while we know we will never be perfect followers of Jesus Christ, nonetheless, that is the measure that we are to be looking to as to whether we are truly following Him or whether we are simply fans of the Messiah. I suspect most of us have some work to do in order to live a life that is utterly transformed by the Gospel, where we are truly obeying Christ in every aspect of our lives. We are works in progress by the power of the Holy Spirit. But that's the discipleship to which we are called. That is what we are building up to, and that is what we must be calling and equipping others for. And that brings us to Jesus' most remarkable all of all. And it's the one that sometimes gets lost in the English translations, because at the very end, it it literally says, I am with you all the days until the end of that age. If we're serious about living the Great Commission, if we are fulfilling God's vision for this church, Jesus will be with us all the days. The good days and the bad days. The victories and the defeats. And when we consider the vision for our church, and we wonder with our human parts of our minds, how could we possibly do this? But this is how. Because if we're faithful to God's missional vision, Jesus guarantees He will be with us all the days. And I must point out the sobering alternative, which is that if we are not faithful in doing this work as a church, if we are not living out the Great Commission, He doesn't guarantee He'll stick around this building. If we reject Christ's commission, there is every scriptural reason, as we see in the book of Revelation, to believe he will ultimately reject this church. So how is Lake Ridge Baptist Church doing with regard to the Great Commission? I think the best answer for today is to say that we are scattershot. We are unfocused. We are inconsistent. We are hit and miss. We have strengths. We have weaknesses. We have many good ministries and activities, but very little in the way of intentional church-wide focus on the details of truly making disciples. Our many good ministries don't necessarily work together in a strategic, intentional, and unified manner to build God's kingdom. With regard to baptism, we have a few each year, and we give praise for that. We've had some already this year. We've got a a couple more on tap in the very near future. But we should also realize that in the past seven years, our neighborhood has grown 10%, while our church attendance has declined by 30%. The world around us, including our neighborhood, is increasingly secular, what we call post-Christian, people for whom religion doesn't even matter. They're no longer default churchgoers on occasion. They're no longer default checking the box as Christian. We are in a world that is increasingly confused, where it is harder and harder to find truth, and yet people are hurting more and more. There are many around us who need to be baptized into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But that can only happen if they hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And 
And more than that, more than that, because we live in a world where people have heard and heard and heard all kinds of stuff, where they have been marketed to and spun and talked to their whole lives. So they don't really care what you have to say because they assume you're selling something. So far more important is that they see and experience the good news firsthand through the authentic activity and relationships and love of those who love Jesus here at LRBC. With regard to teaching, I think we'd hopefully all agree we have a lot of sound Bible studies throughout the week in the building and outside the building. But the question that many of you touched on in our congregational meetings is a, is a really good one, which is that do they have a trajectory? Do they have an arc? Is there, is there an intentionality and a comprehensive structure that's going to equip everyone here to be able to live full lives as followers of Jesus Christ? The answer, and I think it was implied in those comments and questions, is unfortunately I think the answer is no. There is enough here that... <clears throat> You could become a genuine, deep disciple and follower of Jesus Christ if you do the work to find out what it is you're supposed to do. And you went to all the right studies and the right classes at the right times. But you could also bob along for many years and not make a lot of progress. Our biblical teaching is somewhat like a shotgun blast of biblical content. It hits a lot of things, but it leaves a lot of gaps. It's not aimed. It's not focused. There's no... Little guarantee of success. Again, I don't want to sound dark and depressing. I I would say that everyone who has been part of this community for any amount of time has probably learned a great deal here. I certainly have. But I'm also willing to bet that each of us have gaps and blind spots in our discipleship. With regard to going, yeah, we do some going for sure. We do more than we once did as well. We have mission teams. We have the Operation Welcome teams that go out and welcome new neighbors. We have a reach-out team that helps guide our activities and, our organi- and organize our follow-ups and things like that. But on the whole, this is our weakest area as a church with regard to the Great Commission. We're not systematic about going outside our walls and crossing the street in each of the directions from this building to shine that light of Jesus Christ into all the, the nooks and crannies of our neighborhood. But let's not worry about that. Let's consider what God is calling us to be as a Great Commission church in 2020. I want you to realize that welcoming in, building up, and reaching out correspond to the three tasks of making disciples, baptizing, teaching, and going. I want to be clear, these three form a cycle that never ends. You don't say, okay, I've welcomed enough, now I'm going to build up. Oh, i built up enough, now I'm going to reach out. Okay, I've reached out enough, I'm done. As a church, we're not just going to do one pillar, wait until we get it perfect, and then move on to pillar number two, and then wait till it's perfect and go on to pillar number three. We will be executing on strengthening each of these pillars. We will each be going through these pillars, experiencing them, because this is a cycle that does not end. We will be continuously welcoming in newcomers, caring for one another, building ourselves and each other up to the likeness of Jesus Christ and reaching out to love and care for those who are lost and hurting around us. And then as the newcomers come and are welcomed in, of course, we will be helping them through the process of building up, but they're not going to wait five years. They will then be immediately reaching out and welcoming in. 
quite often newcomers are the best at that sort of thing. It's the ones who've been here a long time that forget how to welcome in and how to reach out. There's a cycle that never ends. It continues to transform each of us throughout our lives. We are, we are each welcoming, building, and reaching out, even as we are particularly focused on contributing to building certain pillars so that they're available for everyone. We're going to talk about the various pillars in more depth in the coming weeks, but I do want to give just a little, little preview before we, before we come to a conclusion this morning. Welcoming in. This relates to the idea of baptizing. We will be living as a community of faith by the great commandment and the great uh, the Christ's new commandment. We're going to be loving God contagiously. We're going to be loving each other devotedly. We're going to be loving our neighbors sacrificially. We're going to be pouring our hearts into worshiping God and investing our lives in people, whether we have just met them this morning or whether we have known them for years and years. We're to make every newcomer welcome and at home, regardless of age, race, ethnicity, family status. And as we welcome them, we will be guiding them on the path that God willing leads to believers' baptism. Building up. This is about teaching to obey, observe all that Christ commanded. And once people are welcomed into our community of faith, right, we want them to come however they are. Whatever condition they are in, but no one should ever stay the way they are unchanged. Right? We want them to be growing in Christ continuously, just as we want ourselves to be growing in Christ continuously. So whether they are with us for a month or a year or for decades, they will be encouraged, supported, guided, and directed to grow closer to God and more like Jesus Christ. And the point of this is not to collect a, a really gigantic theology brain full of knowledge from the Bible. The purpose of it is to obey, to, to live the difficult but rewarding life of a disciple of Jesus Christ. And so we are to be equipped to love, to welcome, to run the race of life, to reach out to invite others in to tell our God story, to share the good news of Jesus Christ, and to demonstrate to a world that is lost, that is lonely, that is skeptical, that is angry, that is sick, that is scared, that is confused, that God loved them long before they ever cared anything about Him. And that He did it through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Reaching out. The lighthouse must shine in every direction, in every corner of darkness or shadow in our neighborhood, without exception. No matter how uncomfortable it might make us feel. We don't get to just sit here and wait for people to show up, knock on the door and say, hey, got some light? If that era ever existed, it's over. We must take the light out to the people, not wait for the people to show up looking for a little light. And it can't just be words. It has to be actions, actions in home, actions after school, actions through community events, community organizations, support of children, family, parents, singles, couples, seniors. 
we need to reflect on the amazing opportunity that we have at our doorstep. Because all the nations have come to eastern Prince William County. And it doesn't mean we aren't still supposed to go to all the nations, but sometimes going to the nations is as simple as crossing the street. Rockledge Elementary School, 32% students who are uh, students of English as a second language. Right? The nations are here on our doorstep waiting for us to make disciples. 32%. I'd also note that it's something like 44% that are economically disadvantaged. There is work to be done. Reaching out reflects that we are so in love with God that we can't help but talk about Him to other people. And I'm willing to bet there are some people here who are so on fire and in love with God that they can't help talking about Him, but we want to get to where we're all excited, right? If we're, if we're willing to talk about our, our new hobby, our new sport, the, the Caps actually beating the Penguins last night. You know, miracles do happen, right? Uh, if we're willing to talk about that stuff, well, where's God in our priority list? We want to be so in love with God that we can't help talking about it. Not because we're like, oh man, i got to talk about God. Because we actually love God so much, we want to talk about it. And that we're so excited about what He's doing in our lives and in the lives of our friends that, that we want to invite other people to come to this church so that it can start happening to them. Right? And this reaching out, I want to be clear, it doesn't look like us standing on a corner shouting about Jesus. It doesn't look like us blocking access to the pool, handing out tracts. Right? It looks like rolling up our sleeves and helping people in our community and getting our hands dirty and being good neighbors and building genuine relationships, but being clear that we love them because God loved us through the life and death and resurrection of His Son, Jesus Christ. Is this a daunting envision? Is this scary? Yes. I hope you realize it is. Is this going to stretch us and pull us out of our comfort zones? Oh, yeah. Is this going to require changes in the way we have done ministries that we have done the same way for 10 or 20 years? Probably. But here's the exciting parts to go with all those scary parts. If we're on Christ's mission, then He has already promised us that He is with us, walking alongside us, doing the heavy lifting. That He's got all authority, and He is with us all the days. So yeah, this is huge. It is truly God-sized. There is zero chance of a us pulling this off on our own strength and our own resources. God has to show up. But He has been showing up all throughout this process, and we believe He will continue. So as we eagerly prepare to move out on this vision for this body, we want to first pause to reflect on the presence that He talked about, that He is with us all the days to reflect on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, which is at the heart of the good news that we are called to reach out and share. To remember that He is the one who will make this vision a reality, and that He is the one who promised to be here with us as we do His will. That He is the one who prayed for us to be united as we do this, as one body of believers. 
We want to come together now as that unified body to celebrate the unity of the body and celebrate what Christ did for us. We're going to take a moment to reflect on his sacrifice on the cross. Sacrifice that purchased our salvation, that purchased our freedom, that purchased our eternal life, that purchased our forgiveness from sin and from shame. His body broken for us. His blood poured out for us to establish the new covenant that's written on our hearts. And so we are going to gather together as one body around the Lord's table. And as we gather around the Lord's table, we're going to be doing what faithful churches have done for nearly 2,000 years. Come together as one to proclaim the death of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the observance of the Lord's Supper. So at this time, I'd like to, one, extend an invitation to everyone here who is a believer in Jesus Christ. You do not need to be a member of this church. If Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, then this is for you.